The current spoiler level warning is, deal. Friends and folks, the spoiler warning level for this episode is Teal. Uh, we're going to be talking about a mobile suit from Zeta Gundam, as well as its incarnation in Char's Counterattack. Uh, there's a little bit of discussion of Advance of Zeta and some uh, mobile suit variations, but otherwise, no spoilers. As long as you're GGP friendly, you're good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista in G. We are the podcast that talks about the mecha of Gundam from every angle. How sexy is this robot? Would it look good in knee highs? These are the questions that we actually don't answer at all. I'm sorry, I lied to you. I, I'm Six Detmar. I do that I, a lot. I, I was like, am I forgetting content from earlier episodes? Like, was I recording in a daze and I said something about that? <laughs> like, no, I, I just thought lie you were... a lot. <laughs> I'm just a liar. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, though, I mean, you know, if we ever put, like, like MS Girls on here, I mean, I guess actually that would come up. No. <laughs> uh... Or some, Mika, I mean, some stuff from Build, right? Mika Akitaka, a criminal. Uh, I wish he would just go back to designing robots. I mean, I guess he's trying to live his best life, but yeah. I, I miss his robots. Oh, I think he, he's probably... Tr well, he's also probably trying to live his most profitable life. <laughs> um... Because... Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And he's got a niche, right? I mean, like, I think overall probably normal Gunpla sell better, but there's a lot of normal Gunpla out there. How many Gunpla are there out there that are like, hey, it's a sexy lady with verniers on her butt cheeks? God. Not as many. <sighs> anyway. Hi, I'm Dylan. Just to introduce myself. <laughs> hey, all hi, Dylan. Probably How's it know going? Me by now. Uh, what if was... you did a MS Girl... Sorry. I'm... No. I, I... no. What if you did an MS Girl Heavy Arms... And then the chest Vulcans. Okay, no, okay, we are, <laughs> we are not talking about that. We are done. We are done. We have a dice to roll that contains a list wow. with no MS girls. Um, sometimes I push Dylan too far, and it always surprises me. <laughs> look, look, look. It's fine. Um, I'm looking. All right, one to two. Early you see. Three late you see. Four very late you see. Five, future century. Six after colony. Uh, late UC. Late UC! Woo! Alright, rolling again. I still need to add Gaia Gear to the list. Alright, uh, we are talking about the RMS-116H Hobby Hyzak. Uh, the Hobby Hyzak, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can also, I don't think the normal Hyzak is on this list, so we could just also talk oh. about the Hyzak. Yeah, yeah, I could probably segue it into that so um hmm interesting yeah because i was gonna say talking just the hobby hijack if we're, if we're trying to only restrict it to that and we had the hijack on the list we would be a little bit you know that would probably be a quick one but uh yeah no i i, I glanced at i glanced at early you see the hobby hijack is not on there so we or the, the regular hijack is not on there so we can also talk about the hijack okay all right well let's um you know before we go to the hobby hijack then i think we need the context for it with the hijack um mm -hmm. so, so, so sorry sorry for people who got a little excited about late uc being not zeta <laughs> all right so the hijack so the hijack uh at a glance looks very zaku like it is a mobile suit used by um the titans actually you know which is funny given that their whole thing is being anti-space droid um so the the Hyzak though, uh, very Zaku like mobile suit though it has several aspects of uh, Federation mobile suits on it, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, I mean it's it's history like from a from a production standpoint is it's very uh, this is one of the times where they're not very subtle about the World War II analogies right? Mm -hmm. um, because uh, hey the the one year war ended. And uh, weird, the the allies. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I meant the Federation uh, absorbs some of the best scientists from Xeon. 
into yeah. their own. So well, so Anaheim picks up some of the Zionic uh, company. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim picks up, uh, you know, people from the Zionic company, and so this is very much obviously a Zionic mobile suit. Um, but it, it does have, again, a lot of features unique to Federation suits as well, which is pretty interesting. Like, you know, you look at it, and again, at a glance, it's like, oh, okay, this is like a very Zaku-like mobile suit. But then you notice things like the way the chest vents are. Like, those kinds of chest vents are more, you know, akin to something like a GM or like the Gundam. Uh, the backpack, uh, is sort of, like, in some ways the silhouette is reminiscent of the Mark II backpack, though it's still very, you know, not really the Mark II backpack. Um, mm -hmm. very interesting backpack. I like the design of it a lot. Um, with two, uh, movable fins that go over the top. Um, always, oh, always like additional quote-unquote limbs, I guess you would say, on mobile suits. Um, I, I do wish it had beam sabers mounted in them. That is, that is a Mark II touch like having you know obviously the original gun and the rx-78 2 had the had the you know beam sabers on top but the way the mark ii like inlays them into the fins i really think looks cool mm -hmm. and i would love to see that here but no dice yeah um so it's got a couple of really neat things going on with it um you know it uses a, a so one of its default armaments is much like your normal zaku a 120 millimeter machine gun um Basically looks like a slightly upgraded version of the original Zaku 2 machine gun. Um, it's got a more unique scope on it. Um, the handguard's a little different. But otherwise, I mean, it's... It, you know, it's a machine gun that has, like, a drum magazine that is loaded at the top. It very much is reminiscent of, like, a Zaku beam rifle. Or, I mean, a Zaku uh, machine mm -hmm. gun. Um, the other thing it has going on with it is uh, it has a little... It has a shield. A little tiny shield. It's got the little Federation... Um, Actually, uh, does the green one have the Federation cross on it? Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, yeah, it's got the little Federation unit, like the little star. And symbol. it's got the little, it's got the little window that's like, I mean, just visually, it's as you say, so much mixing of a Federation and and Xeon designs. The shield is very Federation style. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty neat. Um, I I I just like things being equipped with shields, so that always makes me happy. Um, similarly to the um mark ii just double checking that i'm not remembering like the hazel instead but i'm pretty sure the mark ii has it yeah it's got the little weird like chest uh bump on the left side which is sometimes displayed as a camera um mm -hmm. you can see it in you know the production art there's obviously no detail drawn on it um some later art uh it usually gets shown off as being like oh this is just uh, another additional external camera um which sometimes happens with the Mark II's little bumps on the chest as well. Um, then, besides that, uh, it also can use... Um, it uses, like... I think it uses the same beam rifle as the... No, no, no. It does have its own unique beam rifle design. Sorry, I was trying to remember if it uses the Marsite beam rifle. No. It uses a little stubby beam rifle, huh? Um... Not, but not the same one as like the Marasai. Ah, okay. Uh, there are some t depictions of it with the more Marasai style beam rifle. It might just be that animation frame looks that I was looking at looks a little odd for the beam rifle. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, it can use the little the little tiny uh, Marasai beam rifle as well. I actually really like that beam rifle because that beam rifle's design actually goes back to a Xenon suit, the Akzaku, um, which is kind of fun. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, another element of the Heizek I like is uh, even more so than the normal uh, um, Zaku is it is a very tubey friend. Uh, it's got, you know, the face tubes. It's got the like the tubes going from, you know, the front to the back. Uh, but then it's upper arms, it's thighs. They're just this thing has tubes. I like the tubes. <laughs> yeah, um, the tubes are very good. Yeah, I, I like how they look a lot. Um. I feel like it ties into, like, one of the things we're talking about is how it's this hybrid of, of uh, you know, Xeon and Federation. And I think in, in ways that's for better, right? But, like, in ways it's also not. Like, one of the things we're going to talk about is um, it does have, it does have the, um, uh, you know, it can use a beam rifle. It also has a beam saber. It can't use both of those at the same time because the generator just can't handle it. Yeah. Um, and that usually is especially depicted in games and such. Uh, usually, like, 
you what they'll do is like oh if this is a hijack that by default has like a machine gun then it's going to have the beam saber or mm. if it's the one with the beam rifle it's going to use like the uh the heat the modified heat hawk uh that it uses so um it's pretty cool uh I, I like that idea of yeah it's still a bit of a cheap mobile suit and it you know i mean that's it, the thing is, especially like for someone like the Titans, though, having an army of cheap mobile suits when you're part of like the you know, I almost said global hegemony, but uh, you know, uh, beyond global hegemony, uh, just having a bunch of these, I mean, who's gonna stand up to you? I mean, we know the AU does, but that's that's a few years later, you know, having a whole bunch of these, though, I mean. It would it wouldn't matter if they're a little cheap on the cheaper side, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean they still have pretty good performance, all things considered. It's just, you know, you, 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 do you need everything to be equipped with the beam rifle, especially if you're not fighting mobile suits and instead you're focusing on like uh, civilian repression? Probably not. <laughs> no, in fact, I think a lot of especially in this era, for an amateur pilot, a beam rifle is going to cause more problems than it solves. Uh, yeah. God, imagining like. Given all the wrecks that, uh, you know, some certain Titans even do early on, looks at Jared crashing into buildings with the Mark II, you know, can't, definitely don't want to trust, like, just your random soldier with a beam rifle if they don't know what it can do, um, mm -hmm. especially in a colony situation, because uh, it would probably just blow a hole right through one. I could see them doing that on accident and then not caring. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Oh, other quick note uh, for things on it. So it's got a, uh, you know, like the shoulder shield that the Zaku has doesn't even look all that much different. Maybe a slightly different shape, but pretty similar. Uh, I like the spike shoulder on it actually a lot more than the Zaku one, personally. Um, I just like yeah. that it has like the pauldron, like it, it looks more, it looks far more like a, just like a more advanced pauldron, I guess you would say. Like, I, I like the weird little like circle caps on it along with the, uh, the spikes and then you've got that little bit of armor that hangs down um that looks like it's on a hinge um it's 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 neat looking um and then uh it also has these extra boosters on the legs that are very reminiscent of uh the um the high mobility zaku actually uh like just having these like little thrusters slapped on the sides of the legs which are pretty cool um mm-hmm just again, just a, a pretty neat mobile suit, all things considered. It doesn't seem like super remarkable when you look at it, but I I, I like the Hizak actually quite a bit. I really like it as I mean, I like it from a, a historical perspective of um, you know the Federation, the Federation being like, okay, great, we beat Zeon. Now can you please make one of those things for us that fucked us up during the war, right? <laughs> like, I really like that. I think it looks cool as hell. Um. And I just really, I don't like gyms, right? GMs. Yeah. Um, and that's partially because I just don't think they look very cool. Um, but that's also, fair. also just like the way they're equipped, I feel like it's that problem we were just talking about, right? Where like they're not weapons that are designed for average pilots. Yeah. Well, and then always depends on how the beam spray gun is displayed too, because uh. The beam spray gun, you get the fun thing of, like, uh... So, the way it's talked about sometimes, the reason why it's called a spray gun is it's supposed to be, like, a really short-range shotgun rather than a proper beam rifle. And then, of course, its mm -hmm. original depiction, it just fires beams. Then again, so does the ball's cannon on the top of it. So, you know. Don't always trust the animation with what is theoretically supposed to be going on. Um, and then, like, there, there are some games that have decided to go with, yeah, like, the, the, basically, it's a beam shotgun, it is meant for really close quarters rather than, like, a beam rifle situation, which I've mm -hmm. always found, I've always found that more interesting, right? Like, the idea of, well, okay, we haven't built, like, a tiny beam rifle yet for y'all, but what we do have is something that in short range will just rip through a mobile suit because it basically shotguns a bunch of little beams and it's going to, like, annihilate, like, something at close range, which I think is kind of cool. Like, you know, it's I think just... It's a... it... Oh, yeah, sorry. I think it's interesting, but it, it, it speaks to, like, bad philosophy of war, right? Like, mm -hmm. 
Well, you, give, you give troops assault rifles. Some people have shotguns. You don't make a shotgun the default weapon. That's just not smart. Yeah, that's fair. Though, of course, the thing with mobile suit combat is it's all supposed to be very, you know, uh, close up and very close and personal. Um, well, I think it is on Earth, but in space, a lot of it isn't. Yeah, that's true. You do see a lot of, you know, just beams tagging people uh, from not close distances. Um and the yeah. end of the war was very much on in space, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, of course, in animation, it was just shown as a beam rifle. It's more... Sure, sure. The, the, spray, the spray gun aspect is something that came... A, I don't know if it came later or not. Like, I actually need to figure out the first time it was called that. Um, don't actually know that off the top of my head. Um, I've always just found it really interesting, because, like, I've, I... Uh, namely, to shout out a game, uh, 0081 depicts it in the way of being a shotgun. Uh, double eighty one for the PS three, um, very fun game. Uh, it's the sort of successor to uh, a very bad game called Target in Sight or Crossfire, depending on where you're located in the world. Um, which was a launch title Gundam game for the PS three, which was not good. Um, <laughs> it could have been good. Could have been good had they gotten to work on it more. I think they rushed it to be a launch title because the problem with that game is not necessarily the gameplay, even though that does have its own issues, but it's rather that uh. It's a game where uh, it has a lot of frame drops, and that frame drops, uh, it actually buffers your inputs. So you basically have to psychically guess what's going to happen next, because you may have an input drop, or you may have an input that you input like a couple like you know seconds ago when the frame drops started happening, now be being pushed like a few seconds later or something. It's real bad. Um, mm. I bought the game for 99 cents with free shipping and still regretted it. And I'm a Gundam fan, so you know. <laughs> I, got, I got it off eBay for literally 99 cents with free shipping and still was like, huh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Because uh, the game frustrated me a lot because of wow. that. Because I was like, it sucks when you can see that, hey, had they actually worked on this a bit more, it could have been really cool. But, you know, they didn't. Anyway, off the topic, but back to this uh yeah i can see what you mean though about like the gym gym has a very limited weapon set as it is displayed in 0079 of course later on you start getting it like oh it has a machine gun and oh it has like all these like you know a bazooka that it can use and all these other equipment loadouts mm -hmm. but originally as you see it yeah just beam spray gun and a beam sa single beam saber in the back N nothing else really mm -hmm. um the, yeah, the Hyzak, uh, even if it has to swap its equipment, I do like the idea that, yeah, it actually has equipment loadouts, which is pretty cool. Um, especially because that's something that, like, you know, later Gundams would also, like, like, like you kind of get it with the ARC-78 too, back in the one-year war. It has, like, a bazooka, it has the hyperhammer. Ostensibly, a lot of these things it has because, you know, they want to, they, they, they want to make the robot kind of cool. But, I mean, the idea of different equipment loadouts for the robot is something that, uh, especially, like, Zeta, Double Zeta era, um, you start getting more of, especially from, like, side stories and such. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess you can see even the Hyzak is kind of being the start of that, uh, in a way, for, like, on mass production mobile suits. Um, especially be especially when you equate it to something like uh, a, a certain Axis, or not Axis, uh, Titan's Remnants um force uh mobile suit which would be the zeku ions used by the new decides um being kind of like the er example of this has a bunch of mission loadouts um but yeah the 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 Isaac, uh does have a couple of things it can equip which is cool uh it also has like it, it even has like the little missile pods um that it can uh, optionally equip that the uh uh like similar to the ones the original zaku had um mm -hmm. Just, uh, I think they're even equipped to the same area on the legs, uh, lower legs, um, which is always fun. Let me double check, though. Are they on the legs? Oh, no, they're on the hips on it. Yes, sorry, they're on the hips. Mm. Um, you can slap the missile pods on the hips. Actually, you know what? Hips probably a better location for it, uh, than the, uh, legs, because I will say the one Zaku, uh, while being a ground warfare Zaku, always having them on the legs is funny, but yeah it's it, you can only fire them on like level ground or with higher ground <laughs> yeah time time to time to lean my myself back so i can lean my legs upward and fire um yeah questionable questionable choice i, I guess the idea could have been that they were for fighting tanks and such on earth like sure, if they were for sure. ground use zakus really early in the war before the federation had mobile suits um i can get that 
just as funny in retrospect, though, just having these, like, missiles on the legs. Mm -hmm. Um, hips, hips are a much cooler area to put the missiles. Um, yeah. Couldn't remember for sure, because it had been a while, uh, since I had seen... Because they're not default. Like you said, this is a pair of optional equipment that sometimes a Hyzak just has, uh, in the background shots Mm -hmm. and such. Um, but, yeah. Uh, oh, and then just to mention it, uh... The Titans use green Hyzax, which, again, very funny given that they are the mo- ones most reminiscent of being, you know, Zaku-like, um, mm-hmm. and given the whole Titans anti-space noid stance, whereas uh, the Federation uses a sort of, like, blue and purple color scheme for the Hyzax, um, which you see on Earth, like, during the assaults on Jab- on the, the assault on Jaburo, I believe, and such. I want to um, say it looks more like uh, Chesta-esque? Similar colors, yeah. I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But wait, but yeah. have, we haven't talked about the justice. So, so you, you don't, <laughs> folks. Uh, me mentioning that name, I think, is okay. But uh, yeah, I can't say anything more. I guess I forgot. That's <laughs> we fine. Talked That's about the justice. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's about what I got on the Hyzak. Uh, any other? Notes? I mean, we got some. I mean, and mostly just a few, a few quick touches on variants. I don't think we need to go crazy. Deep, oh yeah, yeah. Variants but... are. Well, I don't know. There are a couple variants I really want to talk about, so... I mean, we have to talk about the Hobby Hyzak, but... Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know what? We should probably do the Hobby Hyzak first. Because it okay. was the one we rolled. That's true. That's so, true. So, the Hobby Hyzak is a uh, a fun post-war... Uh, this is a mobile suit that is designed for civilian use. Um, uh, that, that's that's why it's called the Hobby Hyzak. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I guess the hobby is implying, yeah, this is meant for hobbyists, mobile suit hobbyists. Uh, as we know from even in Zeta, you know, there are people who build, like, petite mobile suits as a hobby. Um, Camille, you know, obviously did that. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I, I guess for people who have a lot of money, uh, the idea is, oh, hey, they can just buy decommissioned mobile suits. Um, the hobby Hyzak itself has had most of its uh, weapons removed. Um Basically, it doesn't have really any weapons. It has a... Does it have the dummy launcher, I believe? Or maybe the little finger launcher? I don't even think we see it use any of those, actually. Yeah, we, I don't um, think... I think we just see it fly around a little bit. I don't think we ever see it use any anything. Yeah, I think that's the... That's in some games they do that, but, um, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the Hobby Hyzak itself, though, just completely stripped down. It actually does have several design changes from the norm- normal Hyzak. Um... So, for instance, uh, the spikes are removed from the shoulder. Uh, it actually has uh, something more akin to the original Zaku 2 shoulder, though it still has a little, like, uh, bolt-looking thing in it. Uh, but the spikes mm-hmm. are removed. Um, it actually overall has less tubing that's exposed, and some of the tubes are even different. Um, so it's, it's funny, because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, they didn't do a hobby Hyzak? Well, they've done Hyzak models. The thing is, it actually has a very different uh design on the whole mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like uh they've removed the spikes uh the shoulder shield is now more rounded uh and a little funnier looking um they've also seemed to have added verniers to it uh going yeah the backpack the is the backpack is quite different yeah the backpack is very different um definitely more stripped down uh then um you have other parts of it like the legs now have tubes uh, that are on the sides, very original Zaku style, uh, mm-hmm. unlike the Hyzak, which had the, the tubes in the legs were like literally inset in the legs. Um, it also uh, changes up like the little scoops on the sides. Um, it, basically, this looks a lot more like. I mean, I guess the idea with it is, in fact, they remove a lot of sharp corners on it. It's supposed to look like some kind of like. Ho- it looks like a hobbyist vehicle like mm-hmm. it's very silly um the colors on it are uh very ridiculous um this light blue <laughs> cyan and white and red and yellow but it's not even like done in gundam tricolor style it's just all over the place oh no, um, it's it's like a it's like a pastel variant of tricolor in a way that's really fascinating yeah very very fun thing um Used by known criminal Gune uh, Gus. Um, uh, but... Hashtag Gune was wrong about everything. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a very stripped down for hobbyist uh, Isaac. Um, just 
I guess I I wonder like how I'm wondering like how that would work out like right like you know a petite mobile mm-hmm. suit is not a large machine so you know a hobbyist in a petite mobile suit I mean it's only a little bit bigger than you know bit like bigger than a car but like not like it's not huge it's not like obstructive mm-hmm. this is something where I'm like you would have to have like a license and permit and all this stuff to be able to have one of these. Yeah, the idea that in any form you could like it's like, oh, we're just we're selling tanks. Don't worry, we removed the barrel. And it's like it's still a fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> like <It's>... what? <laughs> yeah, it's huh. Um and then another thing that I find really funny, I do find the fact that they removed the shoulder spikes pretty hilarious i don't know of any like maybe i'm just forgetting i don't know of any shot in all of gundam where those shoulder spikes are like used as like an effective weapon um so it feels like such like a symbolic gesture that it's like when you go to a convention with like your your toy gun and they're like oh you've got a peace bond that and they tie a ribbon around it <laughs> it's just God. like what are we doing <laughs> yeah it, it is it's very weird um yeah, like actually thinking on it, I'm trying to think to original 0079. I the one time I remember Zaku doing a shoulder tackle is actually the Zaku one, which doesn't have the spikes. Um, there are other instances, but they usually do the shoulder. They do the shield shoulder because they have extra metal there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. But yeah, the hobby is like, yeah, removing them altogether. I think it would have been funny if they blunted them or something, like just made them into like little bulbs or something. Balls? Oh, that would be like, funny. Just, like they just clearly like shave the ends down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's still a very funny machine though. Um, not a lot to talk about with it because again, it's used for like maybe like two minutes of animation total. Like... Gune pops by wearing his... Uh, he's wearing, like, an aviator outfit, right? Like, he's got, like, an aviator's mm-hmm, cap on mm-hmm. and stuff. Pops by, picks up Char and Quest, and then flies off. Like, that's yeah, all it's he... just this brief period of you looking at this thing going, What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, very weird machine. It's um, one of your first hints that Gune might be a complete tool. <laughs> is it? Izabuchi really wanted to make a Hyzak, I guess. Um, you can't blame him. It's a cool mobile yeah. suit. Um... But yeah, so besides the hobby Hyzak, you actually do have some more practical variants on the Hyzak. So um, one of which would be very simple to talk about, the Hyzak Custom. Uh, the Hyzak Custom is a Hyzak that uh, definitely has very different art um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. changes up a lot of things on the Hyzak. So uh, namely... Uh, it has leg scoops more similar to the, um, or little, like, thrusters, more similar to the Hobby Hyzak. Um, changes up some of the armor a little, like, the, um, the front skirts add, like, these, uh, little, uh, yellow triangles. Uh, the shoulder shield, uh, the one that's normally a shield, is now covered in spikes and also elongated. Um, mm-hmm. the backpack is, again, a little bit more akin to, like, the Hobby Hyzak, like, the top of the backpack, but the bottom is different completely, so... It's just a bulky friend now. Yeah, it's just become very bulky. The, uh, the shoulder with the spikes on it has actually been, like, sort of stretched outward in a way that looks really weird. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, like, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, maybe that's just because of that shot. Then you look at the rear art of it, and no, it is elongated. It is just pulled out. Um... And just a couple of, like, color changes and such. Um, Also doesn't have, like, the tubing going on with the upper arms. Um, Mm -hmm. And then what it usually is depicted as using is, like, a weird long beam rifle uh, that is used as a sniper rifle. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, To that end, uh, this part of the customization has been... One of the things you're going to notice with a lot of variants of the Hyzak is that uh, someone... They're trying to address the idea of the generator problem. Um, and the custom, the Hyzak custom, uh, addresses it very directly, which is apparently the, the pilots just were like, hey, replace this generator. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's <sighs> very, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting, uh, suit. Um, it's apparently changed the mono eye to be more high precision. It's basically just, 
it's basically just a sniper at that point. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, they add, like, this extra armor and change that up, but honestly, it's it's using, like, a really long beam rifle, and it's got, like, a high-precision scope. It's basically just going to be hiding in the back, firing its sniper rifle. Um, I actually really like the design of the extended shoulder shield, like that, how it goes down. It's it's longer than the arm is. Like, it goes all the way down. Yeah, so this um, is this is a Zeta this is a Zeta design and I find I don't I don't love the Zeta art that much but the uh the redesign from Advance of Zeta I think looks really crisp especially the one in Titans colors. Mhm. Here's here's the problem, right? We all know the Titans are the worst, one of the shittiest organizations in the history of Gundam, but the organization colors kind of rule. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help that uh especially with with like Advance of Zeta like where this uh redraw comes from. Um, that, I mean, the whole conceit of that is the guy wanted to find a, clearly they wanted to find a way, like, how can we have, like, a faction that has, like, infinite money that we can do these advanced designs for? Well, the Titans is that, so let's do that. They are really cool mm-hmm. machines, but they are all Titans machines. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. they the, the particular art they use is pretty neat. Um, uh, Fuji, uh, uh, so the original design was by, uh, Kazumi Fujita. Um, which is probably why the art looks a little odd, because Kazumi Fujita is, um, he actually does a lot of the weirder Titans mobile suits. Um, now he did do the original, uh, Hyzak as well, uh, just the cleanup on it. The original Hyzak was apparently mostly Okawara, um, you know, the, mm, the, the Gundam designer. Um, but yeah, the custom is, uh, all Fujita, and Fujita's interesting because he does some real weird mobile suits. He does a lot of, like, the Beerlint, uh, the gap play, like he does all of the weird titans, like transformable mobile suits, or like they're just weirdly shaped ones. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it is always interesting when you get these, like, like the art can look a little weird on his normal mobile suits. Um, of course, when you see him go full ham on his art, uh, his art just looks very different um, <laughs> than 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 you'd be used to. But um, yeah, the AOZ design kind of cleans it up a little and makes it a little bit more like the. Uh, like a more modern looking design obviously um makes you be able to tell a bit more what's going on with proportions and such too um there's a couple of changes which are interesting like the AOZ version uh Kenki Fujioka seems to really dislike doing these standard Zaku tubes so they're like just actual tubes now rather than being like the little like beaded tubes like or Mm -hmm. like plated tubes um and the other change that he makes uh he actually gives them chest vents more akin to the uh, hobby Isaac, where it's like the uh, inlaid ones with like the vent in the middle, like where they just pop open, um, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Uh, and of course, uh, because this is presumably, I'm assuming, a Titans test team machine, he decided to give them the uh, red fingertips that uh, he tends to also give all of his uh, Titans test team machines. <laughs> the idea is the manipulators are being used for uh, data gathering. I don't know why they use the red paint to signify it it's kind of neat looking somewhat makes it look like they have painted nails but i like it um hey you're allowed to have painted nails listen yeah fancy that's true um then for another fun variant of it uh this is actually a double zeta design we have the ewak zack um of course you love your cannons which we'll get to i uh, i love my cannons you love your ewaks (laughs) yes so the Ewak Zack is a, uh, it, or, or also known as the Isaac, which I think is a cute little pun name. Um, yeah. It's a fun little design. It is a Isaac, what, what had a complete head and backpack replacement. Uh, the, the new head and backpack are just kind of ridiculous. Uh, the head is just a giant, like, military style radome, which I love. Mm. Love the design of that. Uh, it, it uh, also gets rid of the spikes on the shoulders, and it just has two, like, sort of armory pauldrons. Um, kind then, of, uh, uh, Gelgoogish. Yeah. And then, um, even the backpack seems to have, like, a big radome on it. Uh, it's got these large propellant tanks on the outside. This thing is definitely just made, like, it can use a gun. This is definitely something that, like, just has a lot of fuel and basically, it's just being sent out to, like, radar everything. Because, you know, we talked about it before with relation to, like, Minovsky particles. The idea is, 
oh, things have to be close up, and the only equipment that's going to be able to pierce through it is really large, heavy equipment, which is mm-hmm. where you get kind of the silly, kind of the cool idea of just reconnaissance mobile suits that are just these really large mobile suits that are made for simply reconnaissance. Um, I, I like this one a lot, though. Um, and Double Zeta is actually used by uh, the blue team um, during the uh, Africa arc of Double Zeta. Um, so rather than being used by the Titans, this one is used by um, uh, Axis in that, um, or well, Zeon Remnants. Uh, there's actually a few Titans mobile suits that get used over, and honestly, the only reason why is probably because they went, well, these are mono-eye units, and we have to have the mono-eye units used not by the heroes, so... <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, because you would think, like, okay, well, if the AU is now being, like, reabsorbed by the Federation... And unfortunately, um, uh, you would think that, oh, well, the Federation would give over these designs maybe, like, to the AU and such like that. But no, no. Um, just, it's it's a really weird, like, coding thing, I feel, is going on with that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The, I, I do like the Isaac, though. Um, bright blue, uh, just basically a Isaac with the weird shoulders and completely changed head and backpack like it a lot it's just got a big head Mm -hmm. any feelings from you on the isaac i mean i to be honest i i appreciate like i have an initial like like positive uh feeling on all the ewak variants but i find there's not as much to talk about with them you know that's fair well especially one like this right like the whole deal with it is literally just it 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 is Used for spying, head, and no it rest. has a machine gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it, I don't think it even does much in the show, because I'm trying to remember, and I'm like, no, it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> it flies around uh, on, on, on the, uh, you know, one of the uh, subflight systems with a, high, uh, with a uh, desert Zaku there. Uh, and that screenshot, you know and that screenshot like is see. all I can remember of it. I would like to see uh, a Monohai Ewok... Ewak, where the eye could travel all the way around the radome. Oh, well, fun story. Look at the rear shot of the Ewak, Zach. Um, now, it looks like it's, sh- it looks like it kind of has that going on. It's got, like, a, a all that black, and then you see there's, like, uh-huh. a little mono-eye in there. <laughs> huh. Um, okay. I don't well, know that's... if it's always depicted that way, but, uh, yeah, that's just for the underside. It's kind of neat. Um, if it can do that, then that's sick. Then I yep. like that. <laughs> uh, that's the only explanation for why I think they drew it that way. Because, um, you know, it's just all these big black line tracks, and then you have, like, a little dot in there. Um, mm-hmm. Which is pretty fun. Um, now for the variant that I think you're going to like a lot more. Uh, also from Advance of Zeta, we have the Hyzak Cannon. This thing looks so stupid. I love it. Well, because rather than... Okay, so most cannon variants, what they do is they just change the backpack and put a cannon over the shoulder. Sometimes they replace the head. Um, The Heisek cannon does add to the backpack, but it also adds some armor to the front, at least with the blue color version. Um, it, it, so it looks like basically the cannon backpack and everything is like almost like it's wearing like a like a little like a set of floaties or like a life jacket around mm-hmm. the head um it's great i do like that a lot actually just them adding like that extra armor to the front um of course there is a version of it um that doesn't you know you don't have to put that front armor on but i think you're losing something by not having the giant front, the front armor, armor looks it's just like this big like metal disc with like metal like like supports like strapping it in place. It looks so ridiculous. I love it. It's really cool. Um I really actually like the Titans test team colors on it. Uh the Titan test team yeah. colors are a really cool uh color scheme. Uh when they do the whole like blue and then a light blue and the yellow pinstripe. I actually quite like that. Um Yeah, it looks very it looks very sharp. Um But yeah, it's it's uh it's a Hyzak. It's got a big cannon on it. <laughs> that's basically uh, all the... That's the thing. You, you say with the Ewax unit, units, there's not a lot to talk about. 
Problem with a lot of cannon units too. <laughs> same deal. <laughs> it's true. You you've got well, the same the thing with the cannon. <laughs> one of the things that's that's funny with uh, with the uh, with the Hyzak cannon is that it never hit mass production because, again, going back to that classic problem, the reason it has a cannon specifically, which at this point is kind of an outdated idea, is because, hey, th that way it doesn't have to be a beam weapon. It can just be another another you know conventional like direct fire weapon and we don't need to worry about the generator, right? Yeah. Um, well and so it was another one of their attempts to be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna work around the limits of the generator. And in the meanwhile, a different team was being like, Hey, what if we just designed a mobile suit with a good generator? And they got done <laughs> in time. So the Hyzak Cannon team was like, Okay, I guess we'll just put this design back on the shelf. Yeah. To be fair, the so early advance of Zeta does take place actually before Zeta. Uh like, so for instance, the Hyzak Cannon, uh, its first deployment, going off the wiki, and I seem to remember this in, like, my AOZ books, is in, like, 0085, so, like, two mm. years, you know, beforehand, or, yeah, it's two years beforehand, because 0087 would be Zeta, and then 0087 through 88 would be double Zeta, right? I'm remembering that right, right? I think that's right. Sometimes I get my UC years a little mixed up later on, um, I think that's correct. So, Two years before the video. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's like... It's one of those designs where it's like a neat idea and then is like, well, but what if we just made it better instead of trying to, like, band-aid the idea? <laughs> um, can do a couple of cool things. Uh, for instance, the um, the backpack cannon um, unit can also be replaced with, uh, uh, like, the... Uh, the shoulder cannon from the uh, that's used on the RX-81, uh, incidentally, mm. also in 0081, the game. Though, actually, the version they show is the MMSV version, which is an older one. Um, the the thing with uh, Advanced Zeta is it really loves the idea of modularity and trying to make all the machines work together. Uh, sure. So that's probably why, uh, in the little example they show, oh, not only can I have that 240mm cannon, but theoretically you could throw it on here. Um, another fun thing is the cannon unit, the way the backpack and chest armor is set up, can also be put on a Marasai like that. Though, we'll give the Marasai its own episode. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. want to go too far into it. Love that machine, though. I actually think the Marasai is really cool, too. Marasai, um, the real successor of the Hyzak. Yep. Um, and then finally, the one I've wanted to talk about most. So, AOZ has a sequel series called The Traitor to Destiny. I don't like most of the designs in Trader to Destiny. I don't dislike all of them. There's a couple of really cool ones, but it doesn't nail what I like about original AOZ's designs. Original AOZ's designer, Kenki Fujioka, did do a couple of designs for it, though not a majority of them. Um, whereas, like, an original AOZ and then, like, the modern uh, re-AOZ, he does everything. But uh, Trader to Destiny had one design by him in particular that I really love called... The Hyzak Vanargand. And okay, this thing let's... rules. Whoa. Um, <laughs> this thing rules. This is so... Okay, the Hyzak... <laughs> if the Hyzak cannon is the idea of... Well, we need to slap a couple of extra parts to this to make it, like, better. The Hyzak Vanargand uh, puts a lot of armor on a basic Hyzak. Is to make this it a really Hyzak? Cool. Yes. Um, or is this an armored core design? God, it does look kind of like an armored core design, like <laughs> bossing that. This looks it is sick. a Hyzak. It is a Hyzak covered in components. Um, I'm sending you a little page detail now. Uh, you can see though, like he 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 has like the ultra color on the top of this page. You can see where all the armor bits are being added, all that green. Uh, this is just a Hyzak wearing a whole bunch of clothes. Which is the thing I like about Advanced Zeta designs is when they're just a design that's wearing a lot of clothes. It's a Hyzak wearing, like, it's got um, a fancy little mask over the mono eye, which I think looks really sick. Um, it's got, like, additional got, thrusters on the backpack. It's got, like, uh, a comfort antenna on that, on that head, too. Yep. It's got this uh, really cool beam rifle, just the, this long fuck-off rifle. It's great. Uh... It's got all these like little extra bits added to it, like fuel tanks and such. This is just like everything in the kitchen sink onto it. Um, it's got I, uh, this sub backpack even. unit looks so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, just 
just two giant thruster sets that are slapped to it that can like, that rotate and so touch. good! <laughs> it's really cool. Um, I've, I've been really wanting to talk about it in advance of Zeta Design. Uh, and while not my preferred one to talk about, um, do love this thing. Uh, just a ridiculous design. Uh, the spiked shoulder just gets all these additions to make it, like, pointier and more armored and spikier. <laughs> it just looks really cool. Um, this, like, just, that's, that, that spike is so long, it's like, don't turn around too fast, you'll decapitate the ship behind you. Like, what the <laughs> It's got, uh, extra magazines for the rifle stored on the shield there. Um, the shield has, like, it's like a Hyzak shield, but then you can see at the top and around the edge, it has, like, an extra, like, little, like, bit of armor slapped to it, just because. Um, the feet are the regular Hyzak feet that are, if you look at them, you can tell... It's wearing a second thing underneath it, like uh, like it's got these like basically just these extra feet heighteners uh, that are latched onto them. <laughs> so good, love this silly machine so much. I am and again, desperately trying to find a place to buy this right now. <laughs> oh no, you're not going to be able to. Sadly, <laughs> I mean they've only just finally started doing AOZ kits like from original. If they did any from AOZ though. If they did this, that would rule. Uh, I just found it. It's expensive. It's probably a probably a resin kit um uh yeah, this, this seems to be uh it's a it's a one one forty four. um i think it's just uh it's just a high grade it looks good but i think it it's 77 dollars because i think it's just um, like it's never had an the thing is it's never had an official release so if it's if you're saying like the uc the, the, they, they've sold them at conventions they there yeah, have this been is, one this, sold this is convention. clearly something someone got from a convention yeah and so, yeah, uh, it's more than likely resin. And honestly, oh, yeah, if you're it seeing resin. it, yeah. And honestly, if you're seeing that on a website, thing is, you're probably not even getting the original kit. What happens a lot of times is there's a lot of recasters that will recast old resin kits uh, and resell oh. them because a lot of them are oh. so limited in how they're released. So sure. you always have to worry about the quality on those too. Yeah, no. I if they did an official model kit, I would I would have it. I love this machine, but. Um, this is this is uh, the the pleasant surprise of the episode. This thing looks so good. <laughs> I was I was really as soon as we got Isaac, my brain just was like, oh, I have to talk about this. Um, really cool looking machine though. Uh, you know, I assume when people are listening along as we talk about machines, they probably just look them up. Um, but this one definitely one to look at. Just really cool looking. Love it. Um, but yeah. Uh. And that's basically almost every version of the Hyzak. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, last note, little note about the Vanner game. Uh, because a lot of its armor components are based off the Hazels, uh, it does have subarms in it too, which makes me happy. Love subarms. Uh, specifically in the skirt. Uh, which is just, it's just cool. I just like that it's like, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I love the idea of taking a machine that is seen as relatively mundane and just making it ridiculous, and that's what I love about this thing. It is just, it is, it is one hundred percent a regular Hyzak underneath all that, but it's wearing all this stuff on it, and it's so much more elegant looking than your usual full armor that I just think it's cool. Yeah, I, you know, ah, this is a this is an awesome awesome looking machine. <laughs> Glad we were able to end on that one then. Oh, man. <laughs> all right well that's a lot about the hyzak yes it is because uh, it's a it's a good friend i'm really glad we were able to we were able to go through um i think i'll probably just end up tagging this episode as the hyzak rather than the hobby yeah, hyzak yeah. even though that's what we rolled um, i mean the thing the thing is this there are some mobile suits that maybe we have on the list that you re- we realize as we're doing them huh you know we have to talk about the other one because like mm-hmm. talking about the hobby hyzak there would, it would be like a five ten minute episode. It'd be like what we originally set out to do, rather than instead, our new com- norm. Instead, of, we almost made it to an hour. Yeah, instead of our new norm of <laughs> talking for a long time about it. Uh, well, I don't th- I don't think anyone can complain here. Uh, no, but uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. I've been live tweeting the hell out of Vagrant Story right now, so. Um, people seem to enjoy looking at that game, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm glad people like it. I think a lot of people enjoy looking at that game, especially because they're not having to play it. <laughs> fair, 
Fair, very fair. As someone who's trying desperately not to really cheat outside of maybe using the safe state to extend combos, because I'm bad at timing these things, very like Super Mario RPG style with the jumps, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, game is definitely has a high learning curve. I'll say that. Cool game, but mm -hmm. high learning curve and can screw yourself up pretty bad. But very beautiful game also. Um, and pretty pretty neat on the story so far. You know, nothing too special, but I like it. And speaking of high learning curves, I warmed up for this podcast by uh, by finally hooking up my uh, PS2 to HDMI cable and playing some Armored Core 2. Uh, oh, nice. Armored Core 2 is a good one. Yeah, uh, I died. <laughs> yeah but, uh you know l lesson learned about it's 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 it was a mission where it's like oh there are a bunch of like weak enemies and i was like okay so like i can basically just wade through this it's like no you're really gonna need to consider how many can shoot you at once your angles or you, yeah. even these guys you're done I'm like, also okay, uh the big thing you also run into in especially older armored core games ammunition concerns they may be yeah. throwing a thousand weak enemies at you but if you've got like a gun that like you know say something like a sniper that has high power but low ammo cool you're killing them all in one shot uh then there's still like 20 of them left and you're like oh but i have no i have no gun anymore i all i have is sword i guess i have to try to hit them <laughs> so yeah. fun games fun games i love entire series is good um you need to actually play two i've only played two's expansion so yeah well i, I picked up two and two's expansion at the same time so do saves nice. transfer don't know for sure because I started with the expansion. I don't. Mm. I don't think the save transfers. So. Well, whatever. Maybe I'm having. I'm having fun with two. I'll just play two, and then when I get tired of that, I'll play another age. Um, yep. But if you want to find me on Twitter, uh, I you I won't be providing you gifts of Armored Core because my setup doesn't easily allow for that. But um, you know, I do podcasts and stuff. Uh, I'm at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r on Twitter, and then uh, Patreon.com/slash/scanlandmedia and scanlandmedia.com is where you find most of my work. Alright. Uh, but folks, until next time, well, I can't wait. help believing you. That works. I, I was going to do the uh, You Can See the Tears of Time, and then I realized we used that as the sign-off for the Hyakushiki episode. So. I mean, we're, inevitably, we're probably going to have to repeat things unless we start just doing, like, like you know, oh, it's our 10th Zeta episode. We're just going to say McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> Say McDaniels. God. <laughs> All right. All right. Later, everybody. Yep.